Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to the episode of Blurg. Blurg! Today, today we're discussing Alexis Goodlooking and the Case of the Missing Whiskey, the longest title, and the 10th episode of 30 Rock Season 6. Our favorite dynamic duo is back as super sleuths with the investigative stylings of Jenna Goodlooking Maroney and Tracy the Sage Jordan. They're here to solve such mysteries as Pete's Missing Whiskey, Kenneth's Mary Tyler Moore Work Wardrobe, where one stores an ox to be readily accessible. If Cable Town Porn for Women channel has a segment of Jack Donaghy just staring at you. And much, much more. Let's all question our friendships, ratchet up the paranoia, and fucking destroy each other. Let's dive in. What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out. Unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week. Like a shock week. Be cool, be cool, be cool. How did you get in here? Oh, Frank said you couldn't come to dinner because you weren't feeling well. But I know the best thing for a fever is food, wine, and cheek pinching. So, I packed everything up, prayed to the patron saint of locked apartments, and here we are. No, absolutely You don't have a say in this. Now lie down. While I'm here, you do nothing. As we say in Italy, Tutto quello che dovete preoccupare e scoggiare. Eat an arancine. Oi. I love our little family. Do you even like me at all? <laughs> or has this podcast just been a way to steal? Are you trying to edge me out? Just like Jack Donaghy did to Stanley Tucci? <laughs> trying to take me out? If I tried, you'd be out! That's right. I guess you've never actually ask me about myself, I've just voluntarily given that information during a brief pause. I'm pretty sure every time I take the time to ask you, you're like, I don't know what to say now. I can't talk. I just tried to pour my white claw in an empty cup. What's happening? <laughs> as soon as I hear that we're recording, I was like, thoughts? I've never had those in my entire life. I know, but up until then, you're like, oh my oh god, god, let me tell you the funniest story of recording. Ooh, simply just discovered silence and my new person-forward lifestyle. <laughs> Thankfully for silence. the readers, um, I am hilarious. You're amazing, I know. And Emma is adorable. That does bring me such joy. When and I'm we're just both like... dressed like longshoremen. <laughs> As is Emma, actually. <laughs> I know. Let's hop on a fucking boat and sail away. <laughs> sail away, sail away, come sail away. You have away. outward pit scenes, I have inward pit scenes. Oh, oh yeah. sweaty little Betty. For shizzle. In case you're wondering what that little smell is. <laughs> Not. It's emanating from my undercarriage. Ew. Underarms. That reminds me like of Schmidt drive. when he's wearing his broken penis <laughs> off and she's like, please, scratch my undercarriage. Oh. <laughs> so gross. Cocaine. Crack cocaine. Crack cocaine. The crack cocaine. So yeah. What did you think of this episode? Um, I thought it was good. I mean, coming after Leap Day, I feel Oof. like anything is just like a breath of fresh air, a welcome respite from whatever the hell that was. A fever dream, an acid trip, I assume. Never done it because this is my brain. But... Uh, it was good. I do love whenever Tracy and Jenna are paired together. I feel like it's always hella comical, and it happens so infrequently. I, and I don't remember it happening this often. No. Like, they were at the bar mitzvah together. Yeah, correct. And then they were, they had the caper with Frazier, right? Was Tracy a part of that? No, that, that was Kenneth else. and, uh, Pete. that was Kenneth. Okay. Well, Pete was unconscious. Well, Tracy and Jenna have something else other than this. Yeah. Now, I have to give Jane Krakowski credit, which you know. Hey, baby! Baby, I got your money. Don't you worry. This really makes I want to do this on the regular. <laughs> when she's acting in the Law and Order show, yeah. she's not as annoying. Yeah, because she's, not she's a good herself. actress. She's supposed to be annoying. She's really good at it. <laughs> I thought that she spoke like that because she speaks like this in Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. That same teeth whistle, over enunciation, 
Same person. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did the Megan Mullally, Megan Mullally situation where they were like, do the Karen voice for everything. And she was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And they're like, Jane Krakowski, do the Jenna voice for everything. She's like, bet. Where do I cash them checks? I'll just get thinner and thinner and wear shorter shorts and higher heels and continue to whistle talk. I'm in. Well, I don't know what kind of show has Patti Lapone, Susan Sarandon, and Stanley Tucci <laughs> all in the 22-minute episode as guest stars. It's fantastic. We forget how much of a stranglehold 30 Rock had on the 2.5 million viewers who watched it each week. That's a lot of people. They were talking no, it was about like 5. how 5.5 or something. 30 Rock and um, 60 Seconds on the Sunset Strip, whatever the hell that was. 60, 30, third Rock from Mars. No, no. The one about Gone SNL. Gone in 60 seconds. Nope, that was with Matthew Perry. Written by Sorkin. Yes, yeah. and John Lovett. And that they both started at the same time, and they were like, oh, so sad, 30 Rock's just going to go away. It's such an insipid little show. And then it was like, <laughs> peace out. Ah, uh, I know. That was that was weird, because when they were warring, the networks just kept being like, oh, it's the same thing. It's just like Cashmere Mafia and whatever the other one <laughs> were. ABC. Well, it was basically like that, but it was based on a book called like Concrete Jungle or... Concrete Jungle. Where Animals dreams are, are made me. up. No, it's a real song by the specials. So is this. <laughs> it's written by Liz Lemon and Jay-Z. What'd you think? What? Why'd you this I already just said what I thought. Oh, I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about what the fucking name of that show is. 60, six on the sunset strip. 60, 60 on the, the sunset, sunset strip. strip. Oh. But it's not on the sunset strip, is it? Studio 60. Studio 60. I think it had like Gone a, in 60 seconds? It was pretty much. It barely lasted a season. I know. You thought it was going to be great. Oh, how annoying is Matthew Perry on all these talk shows with this stupid book? He almost died. Yeah. Oof. Is that a... 150 it? So there's a podcast about celebrity it feels, memoirs. It feels very Nikki Glaser in her stand-up roast, where she's just like, we lost some greats to suicide. It's time we lost some okays. <laughs> her roasts are... Sorry, insane. I cut you off because I couldn't help No, myself. there's a podcast called Celebrity Memoirs with Chelsea Devance, who's married to Yasir Lesser. She's so funny. She's a stand-up. But every week, she and another person read a celebrity memoir and talk about it. And they were talking about... Matthew Perry's memoir. Yeah. And just what a piece of crap he is. Oof. He's just a total dick through the whole thing. You're just like, did you have a sponsor who helped you write this? You're still a mess. Yikes. Mess. Mess. Well, but then one person read Naomi Judd's, the other one read Ashley, and the other one read Winona, and they hey. talked about them all. And I was like, <laughs> I'm in. Let's clean this kitchen. What's Can't this wait podcast? To hear about it. Um, celebrity memoirs. Hey. All in. If I listened to podcasts, I would listen to ours first and then that one. You should. It's hilarious. Ours, I know. Takes I've heard tell. I've seen the clips on Insta. <laughs> We're a fun duo. Since Emma locked Fun me trio. Out. She's working very hard to get you back in. Julie lost her phone this week, or it was crushed. I did, I did not lose my phone. You broke. I, <laughs> it broke. It did not. The battery. <laughs> That's right. Swolled. Why don't you tell your own story? And they went, <laughs> and I went, and they said that we can fix that for $49. I said, amazing. I came back three hours later, and they said, we broke your phone. Here's a new one. That part. But I lost my ability to get into anything. And the will to live. <laughs> <laughs> part and parcel, baby. Um, but 30 Rock is fun, and that's our beautiful escapism show. So let's dive on in. So Patty Lapone bursts into TGS. There she is, whore of whores. <laughs> my Frankie could have any woman on the earth that he chooses you. It's like, I know there's loving your kid, but there's a level of delusion that you have to understand is just cuckoo for Coco. Do you feel Puss. like you understand Frank on a level that we can't since you're a grown man living with his mommy? Yeah, but I have to provide for myself. I have to DoorDash, okay? I'm a culinary 
I can't even finish the word. I was like, savant. What if instead of Spotify wrapped, they had DoorDash wrapped? Oh, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> this is your 11 p.m. <laughs> to 1 a.m. questioning life order. Where's your number one place? Probably Domino's? Um, Domino's is up there. B-dubs? B-dubs is also up there. Skyline. Uh, Queen City Classic. Yeah. Um, during, when I had COVID, I got a lot from Melt Cafe because I was like, I need to give my body nutrients. What's Melt Cafe? Melt. Oh. Melt. They do sound really similar, <laughs> unfortunately, to me. She's adjusted her ear to hear milk the way you milk. say it. I say it normal. Milk. Nope. Milk. Milk. I want a glass of milk. Milk. Pretentious as hell. <laughs> That's what you sound like right now. Um... But yes, to go back to your hurtful comment, I do relate with Frank. <laughs> I see a lot of myself in him. Ma, what are you doing here? Why can't you just be happy that I'm happy with Liz? Can I just say one sentence? You have to do Sylvia again. <laughs> I can't take on. That's too too big of shoes to fill. I'm an old fool. What's wrong with me? My boy's in love. Come over for dinner tonight. You like ox, Liz? I'll defrost an ox for you. She kisses her on the mouth and on the cheeks. That's sexy as hell. Look, if the situation was reversed, you'd know I'd pretend to be your boyfriend. I have a boyfriend in Canada. Seriously, Chris is in Canada for the week, and I can't be your girlfriend because I'm not an old pedophile. Did you ever do that? I have a boyfriend who's abroad. No, I'm not Anthony Michael Hall from The Breakfast Club. Oh, I was. <laughs> I've got a girlfriend. She's in Columbus, another C word. They go into Liz's office where Susan Sarandon is hiding under the table. Lynn, what's going on here? We prefer the term adultophobe. Well, I'm hiding from Sylvia. <laughs> I got really good at hiding in prison and making wine in my toilet. Does your mom not know you guys are together? It's been a year. Sylvia doesn't approve of me. No one can remember why anymore. Uh, you were his teacher and you seduced him? Look, here's what happened. My mom was snooping in my room because she loves me <laughs> and she found a letter. Look what I found in your pornography collection. <laughs> a love letter. Who sent this to you? Who is L? What sort of dysfunctional relationship where she would willingly, and it seems like habitually, go into his pornography collection? Is she putting it back? Ah. Uh. So you told her L was me? Liz, we just need you to go along with this until, I don't know, my mom dies. And Lynn says, or I die. No, I'm not helping to protect this. It's creepy. This is creepy? In prison, I was part of a fake family with a bald woman, and our son was a basketball with a wig on it, but okay, this is creepy. Frank, tell your mother the truth, because living a lie will eat you up inside. Like that parasite I got from eating sushi on an Amtrak. <gasps> Too soon. <laughs> Uh, Nick had some Kroger sushi today and is having some bubble guts. Twice. Twice I ate it. It was the first time I was like, eh, I think I can, I can power through a second round. Good night. So now we're in Jack's office. Kenneth's walked in in quite a suit. That's quite a suit, Kenneth. <laughs> that, was <a> Nick, <laughs> that was a Nick recitation. <laughs> Thank you, sir. All my suits are my late father's. Miss. He opens it up and it says some other name in it, like Cooper. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. D.B. Cooper, D. B. the Cooper. dude who jumped out of the plane and they never found him because oh. he stole all this money. Hmm. Um, and they found the money, never recovered the body. It was one of those great heist mysteries. I was thinking of D.B. Sweeney from the great movie The Cutting Edge. Better. Where he and Moira Kelly played ice dance partners. They fell in love. What a surprise. With each other? As an opposite <laughs> sex couple? Ice dancer? He was a hockey player. She was a single skater. Topic. He was a skater boy. She said, see you later, boy. He was a skater boy. See you later, boy. He wasn't good enough for her. Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. All my suits are my late father's, Mr. DB. Oh, that's weird. Kenneth, 
Since you've left the page program, finding you a new position here has been one of the most difficult challenges of my career. And I'm including making it through the 80s without having sex with Belinda Carlisle. I'm mad about you. <laughs> You're mad about me, babe. She had this perfect haircut. Silence. Where it could be straight down the middle and like a bob, or she could flip it to the side and then it was like asymmetrical, or flip it to the other side and it was asymmetrical that way. <laughs> it was such a dream for my fat, fat face to have that, but it just didn't work out. I'm mad about you. We she was your- wearing that black shirt. Like, I'm mad about me, babe. Um, so she was like the Sybil Shepherd of the 80s. She's the lead singer of the Go-Go's. But apparently, Lysanne Sanchez. She was a gorge. Hobby. She should do she was, whoever and whatever. She, she was wanted. walking like an Egyptian. Nope. That was the Bengals. <laughs> she, her lips were sealed. Yes. Not for the right she price, went on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> she had such it's a all tiny, ever wanted. tiny nose. Oh, it's so perfect. Her little baby nose. I never understood why people wanted just like tiny <gasps> butt ski noses. Jump. The ski <laughs> slip oh, nose. Yeah. What do you mean you didn't understand? Senor and Senorita Schnoz over here. What do you mean you don't understand? I know. Like, I've previously thought about getting a nose job, but I never want, like, a tiny one. I would <laughs> Same big nose. Five grand. Sorry, Mom. You look amazing. Embrace my words, because there is truth. As a person... Moving on. Moving Longshoreman Sully. <laughs> um, anyway. But, like, now I'm just like, there's so much beauty in individuality and noses. Why would you just, like, strip it away? Said a man. Anyway. I know, sir, but I couldn't work in ad sales. We have far too many sponsors that make housework easier for women. That's why I'm putting you in the standards department. You're responsible for keeping the airwaves free of content that might offend any group. It's a good start. It's a good starting place. But Kenneth, if you want to make it in the business world, you can't be so morally stubborn. There are gray areas. (laughs) No, sir. There's always a right and a wrong. Before he died, my father gave me a piece of advice. Son, if you want to get ahead in the world, oh, God, this hurts. Tell your mother I'm gay. (laughs) We're in the writer's room. Lutz is like... Nerf rifle. Mass Effect 3. What else do we need for uh, research? Well, I need this Deutsch, gra- Deutsch gramophone box for my opera sketch. An opera? Is it... Sorry. An opera? Is there singing? Because I sing. Tracy doesn't sing, so I should do it. The audience expects it. I'll sleep with you. No, Jenna. None of this stuff is for really for sketches. We're just saying that so we can charge it all to the show. It's a perfect crime, as long as Pete never finds out. Who drank this? Enter Pete. This is the scotch I was saving for my birthday. Someone with a key to my office, a janitor, or a security guard, or some black-hearted individual, probably white, has ruined the Hornburger hang for all of us. Brutal. Let's get forensics in here. Have the text list a latent print and run it against Athos. Maybe the perps in the system. Wow, JMO, you sound like a cop, and I should know. My uncle was a cop in a porno. Tracy, every blonde actress in the business has done a pilot about a tough but pretty lady cop with special <laughs> abilities. Mine was called Good Looking. I played Alexis Good Looking, who was also good lo- looking, and my special ability was being good at looking <laughs> for clues. We flashed to the cop show. Let's get forensics in here. Have the checks left a latent print and run it against Athos. Maybe the Pope's in the system. Unlike my husband's kill who got away. Killer. Kill and it haunts me. <laughs> You know what? We should use your killer. What? You know what? We should use your abilities to solve the case of Pete's missing booze. That was a long time ago, Tracy. My detective days are over. You sure about that? Because like all black actors, I have a lot of experience playing a wise black fellow who gets reluctant white people to do things. So now he's in this like stylized um, historical drama and he's in a tree. Well, I'm just an old fool, of course, and I don't know much about politics or the like, but I do know America's kind of like this here crab apple tree, John Fitzgerald Kennedy. All right, I'll do it. Let's ride, partner. 
So we're in standards and practices, S&P. And Kenneth is like, I have some real problems with this Law & Order SVU script. We can't say Dick Wolf on TV. <laughs> Listen up, standards and practices. I just had an emergency meeting with legal, and we can no longer use the words hit, great show, fun, or broadcast <laughs> television. Now, Kenneth. Mr. Donaghy, Bradley Tarkin, junior compliance associate. We met last year at your completely silent presentation on the power of eye contact. Yes, I believe it was entitled... Fuck me in the ass with no lube. That was hot. What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Got lost in his eyes and suddenly I was just transported. I was just an intern then, but afterwards I got you to sign my first edition of Jack Attack. You know, the first edition has a typo. When I took over microwaves, I said to the team, by the end of this quarter, we're all going to be in the black, comma, guys. Not, we're all going to be in the black guys. Anyway, nice to meet you, Bradley Kenneth. A word. Balloon! <laughs> Kenneth, you are now officially in the business world Bradley is trying to destroy you Destroy me? He's the best friend I've ever had Tied with everyone I've ever met Kenneth, if you learn one thing from me, it's this In business, you have no friends Let me tell you a little story There was once a man named Henry Warren Henry pretended to be my friend, but turned out to be my very first nemesis Stanley Chuchi We got the contract! We're gonna make the bottles for new coke And I'm gonna make sure you get all the credit Aces, let's do some cocaine. <laughs> my friendship with Henry was a lie. We were just waiting for the chance to destroy one another. But Bradley gave me my nickname, Susan. Like Lazy Susan, because I'm lazy and effeminate. Bradley is dangerous. Last year he was an intern. Now he's a junior compliance associate. How'd he get promoted so quickly? I signed his book. He had my signature. He probably put it on a forged letter of recommendation. So that's awfully paranoid. Exactly. Paranoid from the Greek meaning para, meaning beside, and noid, which is some <laughs> sort of pizza demon. <laughs> No, that can't be right. The point is, you've got to be paranoid, Kenneth. You've got to go in there and crush Bradley like I crushed Henry Warren. But I've never crushed anyone except accused witches. My Get favorite fucking life of the entire thing. Sorry. Hey. <laughs> He's now neck cocking. <laughs> Get in there. Um, so Liz comes home to her home, and Frank and Sylvia are there. Be cool, be cool, be cool, be cool, be cool. How did you get in here? Frank said you... <laughs> You have to do it again. <laughs> what? You got it. I did not. Frank said you couldn't. Mm. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you had it the first time. <laughs> Frank said you couldn't come to dinner because you weren't feeling nice. well. But I know the best thing for a fever is food, wine, and cheek pitching. So I packed up everything, prayed to the patron saint of locked apartments, and here we are. <laughs> it's more Streisand than Luke Patty Lapone. I can't get it. You're killing it. I was going to do. Don't cry for me, Argentina. I won't. No, absolutely not. You don't have to say this now. Now lie down. While I'm here, you do nothing. As we say in Italy, eat an arancini. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's just like, stuff to the gills with arancini, blanket over. I love her little family. <laughs> uh, and now we're in Lutz's office. Pete. Yeah, I saw him earlier today. Why, something wrong? Someone drank his scotch. You wouldn't know anything about that, would you? Why would I? I was going to drink it with him on his birthday. Okay, but if you can think of anything, use this phone as a reminder to call us. <laughs> I may not pick up because I lost my phone just now. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> Jenna flashes back to the show she was on. If you think of anything, call us. Hang on. The chair's been moved. Read him his rights. I should tell my husband I'm going to be late tonight. No, wait, I can't. He's dead. <laughs> back in Lutz's office, she sees the trash was moved. Hang on. The trash was moved. Hiding something, Mr. Lutz? A bunch of cops! Two cups with their names on it. <laughs> Lutz and Tuber. Okay, I drank it. We all drank it. We wanted booze, but we didn't want to hang out with Pete. 
It's the worst. He always brings out his guitar and sings. He's got one story, and it's about him seeing Phil Donahue at a mall. Now comes the worst part, the paperwork. (laughs) Hey, everybody's just sitting around in there waiting for you two to shoot promos. Thank God I've got my awesome Phil Donahue story. Pete, there's been a development in the whiskey case. What? No, forget the whiskey. Look, all I wanted to do was hang with my friends, rock some jams, and tell the story about my cousin seeing Phil Donahue. Well, I mean me. I'm the one who saw him. We just wanted to tell you... We don't know what happened to your whiskey. What was that? He doesn't need to know how it went down. It would hurt him too much. I broke the number one rule of being on the force. Don't fall in love with your car? No. I let it get personal. You're right. The car thing is stupid. The thing is, the writers got away with it. So what are we going to do about it? We're going rogue. So we're back in SMP. <laughs> What's wrong, Susan? Mr. Fister took me to the woodshed, <laughs> which I didn't even realize could be a metaphor. I guess I signed off on a script where an Asian care. Uh, um, oh. Nope. Where I signed off on an Asian script. Uh, it's it's so offensive I can hardly do it. <laughs> I signed off on a script where an Asian Asian character refers to Lindsay Lohan posing for Playboy, but said offensively. But I know that's very offensive, especially because Asians are underrepresented on this network. An Asian background actor says exactly. If there are more actors, shut up! Asian- Just shut up, Roy. <laughs> I'm talking to Kenneth. I'm dealing with something. No one wants to hear from you. Okay. I don't even remember reading that script. It's your signature on the memo. That does look like my ex. Susan, as a friend, <laughs> quit before they fire you. Your meatballs are good, like Ikea good. Is there Parmesan in this and lemon and a little fennel? Are you sure? No. <laughs> are you sure you're not Italian, Liz? Maybe from the north? That's where the vampires used to live. What's the matter, Frank? You're so quiet. You're sitting at the dinner next to a beautiful older woman. Eat something and kiss her. <laughs> no, I can't do this. Ma, Liz isn't the L in that letter. It's Lynn Ackman. Elizabeth, I'm going to ask you to leave. But this is my, the door slams in her face and she's in the hallway. <laughs> Kenneth, I don't think Bradley's my friend. Oh, sorry. Kenneth says, I don't Jack. Think, I, I said it in the right voice. You did, yeah. I don't think Bradley's my friend. Jack. I hate to say it, <laughs> because it reminds me of a one night stand with Nikki Fink. Kenneth. He <laughs> <laughs> that was just for you guys. He's trying to get me fired. What do I do? Pray for a body switch mix up so we can see the world from each other's perspective? No, you destroy him with this. I did some research, and unlike what he wrote on his application, Bradley never graduated from Syracuse. He's four credits shy of a degree in bro studies. <laughs> you slip this transcript under your manager's door, and he's fired. No, I can't do that. It's wrong. If you don't get him, he gets you. That little snake keeps slithering up the corporate ladder instead of a good man like yourself. Kenneth, sometimes you got to get your hands dirty for the good of the company and country. My two favorite kinds of music. <laughs> Pete runs into <laughs> Tracy's dressing room. Hey, everyone's sitting around and they're waiting for you two to shoot promos. Thank God I've got my awesome Phil Donahue story. Pete, there's been a development in the whiskey case. What? No, forget the whiskey. Look, all I wanted to do was hang with my friends, rock some jams, <laughs> and tell the story about my cousin seeing Phil Donahue. I mean me. I'm the one who's on. We just wanted to tell you, we don't know what happened to your whiskey. What was that? He doesn't need to know how it went. It would hurt him too much. I broke the number one rule of being on the force. Don't fall in love with your car. <laughs> no, I let it get personal. You're right. That car thing is stupid. <laughs> He's got a framed. <laughs> the thing is, the writers got away with it. 
So what are we going to do about it? We're going rogue. So Frank's in Liz's office. She clearly slept there overnight. She looks disheveled. Hey, sorry about last night. Yeah, I had to sleep here. You know, they turned the heat off. If I hadn't found out, found that other blanket, I'd wait. Where to cut? Co- oh, God, it was mice. The ah! blanket was mice. Oh, my God. So what happened with Sylvia? You were right, Liz. Lying to my mom was really stressing me out. I mean, I haven't gained weight in months. It wasn't worth it. Oh, man. So what, you broke up with Lynn? Just promise me here that you'll take care of yourself. Don't let Liz work you too hard. I do really <laughs> hate her. I think she's a terrible person. <laughs> First of all, why would why were you in my bedroom? And why would you tell me that part of the conversation? <laughs> it's the only part we weren't having breakup sex. Come on. Look, I'm sorry. I appreciate everything you did. So I made you some meatballs. It's my mom's recipe. So you're sure you're okay? Yeah, definitely. With all this behind me, I'm happy. Thanks. Eat them now. <laughs> Quiet. I do the talking. <laughs> Liz talking to her stomach. So Jack's in his office, and there's Stanley Tucci. Henry? Henry Warren? No, it's Stanley. Stanley Tucci. Henry Warren Chang. I married a very bossy Chinese lady. Oof. What on earth are you doing here? Please sit down. Thank you. I've been seeing you <laughs> since the 1985. <laughs> 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 so cordial. I know. <laughs> uh, acting. That was acting. I haven't seen you since the 1985 GE talent show when I convinced you to sing Monster Match, knowing full well that Jack Welch is terrified of monsters. <laughs> your career. Not ended. Doing quite well, actually, in publishing now. Encyclopedias. <laughs> I wanted to stop by because a young man named Kenneth Parcell came to my office this afternoon. He did? What did he want? He wanted to find out if my life turned out okay after you took me down because he's afraid he might have to do the same thing to someone else. What did you tell him? I told him the truth. I'm great. I lease a certified <laughs> pre-owned Lexus. Both my sons are magicians. <laughs> And for my birthday, Waylon got me tickets to the Broadway show Memphis. So, and I see that you've done very well for yourself. Well, that sofa is made from sea biscuit. <laughs> well, we're both very impressive, but it was cost, Jack. The first couple months that we worked together, we were good friends, and then we turned against each other. And come on, Henry, we were never friends. We were pretending so we could learn each other's weaknesses and then exploit them. But what about all the dinners? I mean, we talked for hours. I was gathering information. All right. What about the drive up to Pittsfield where we stopped at Stewart's Bridge? Remember? We had fun. We saw a candle being made. I don't really care about that candle, Henry. <laughs> I don't remember what color it was. Regular white tan <laughs> candle color, Jack. You know what? I really feel sorry for Kenneth Parcell because you're going to beat all that's good out of him and turn him into another paranoid corporate killer. I remember our trip to Hilton Head. That wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> so Jenna and Tracy bring the writers into an interrogation room. Take a seat because no one is going anywhere. We know you all drank Pete's scotch, so here's how we're going to play it. You're going to hang out with Pete every night this week. Why would we do that? Because we have you dead to rights, you black bastard. (laughs) And if you don't play along, we'll tell Pete about your little scam, how the show's been paying for your video games and Nerf rifles and pornography. That's right. We know you wanted a porn version of Temple Grandin entitled Ten Pulls Rammed In. Boo! (laughs) You ought to be ashamed of yourselves, yeah. Let's get out of here, Maroney. The sight of these people plus the crayons I ate earlier make me sick. <laughs> me with the sushi. <laughs> so all the writers are in the room looking like they're about to jump. Sing us a song, you're the guitar man. And this is Pete's birthday night. Any mysteries that need solving, Liz? Actually, yes. What happened? Who attacked you and gave you that haircut? <laughs> no, it's these meatballs. They don't taste right. There's an extra ingredient. It's something familiar. Flashback to Liz crying on the couch. P.S. I love you is so sad. No one should have to be married to Gerard Butler or Hillary Swank. It's tears. Frank was crying when he made these. He lied. He's sad. Or miserable. 
Have you seen it's like a PS I Love You? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh my God. I, I would be married to Gerard Butler and that movie is so sad. It's so depressing sad. as hell. Yeah. I watched it in theaters and I was like, oh my God, Lisa Kudrow. And then I was like, oh my God, emotions. <laughs> but I don't understand. He seemed so happy earlier. Forget it, Tracy. It's Midtown. <laughs> what does that mean? Okay. So outside of Kenneth's boss's office, A. Fister, right? <laughs> Kenneth, don't do it. You can't destroy Bradley, you innocent goon. You're the most remarkable person I know. And I've met Jaleel White. Incredibly charismatic. He makes Stefan Stefan Urkel look like Steve Urkel. But my career... Forget about your career. I'd rather see you get fired and lease a car than watch you turn into (laughs) someone like me. Now give me that transcript. So you're trying to help me? Of course I am, Kenneth. I'm your friend. It's just that... The other day you said in business, I have no friends. And you were right about Bradley. So what does that say about you? Maybe you're afraid I will become you. I'll climb that corporate ladder until eventually I take your job. And then where will you be? Out on your ass like Stone Mountain's mailman riding his trusty donkey Erasmus. (laughs) Wow. That's some high-level paranoid thinking. Like Hitler or Willy Wonka. (laughs) If you're thinking that way, then I'm already too late. Kenneth slides the documents. Liz, why are you keeping me late to write the cold open? Well, you know. Well, you know politics. I don't know anything. (laughs) Well, you know, politics. (laughs) I get all my news from the radio in Grand Theft Auto. Frankie, are you okay? LaDonna Discorio... You have to do it. (laughs) Frankie, are you okay? LaDonna Discorio called and said you were sick, so I came to make your chicken soup. Where can I kill this? Pulled you on the run! (laughs) Wait, Liz called you? No, she called me. You! How dare you! Get out of my Liz's office! You said Frank wanted to get back together. Why would you tell her that? I said I was happy. You lied. You're miserable. You cried in my food. Sylvia, your son is not sick. And Lynn, Frank didn't actually say that he wanted to get back together. So I wore my sexy underwear for nothing? I'll kill you! (laughs) Ma'am, I'm in a Mexican prison gang. You'll kill me. Los Terborones will greenlight a 187 on you, and you do not want that kind of heat. (laughs) Sylvia, your son is not happy. And not that you care, but neither is Lynn. That's true. That's true. When Liz calls me, I was getting this tattoo. I'm not creative. She says I'm sad. (laughs) And believe me, I get it. This shouldn't work. I mean, how they met is disgusting. Their age difference is just weird. They shouldn't go together. But you know what else shouldn't go together? Veal, fennel, (laughs) lemon, cheese, and pork. That's right, your meatballs. Lynn and Frank are just as good as your meatballs. That's it? We're meatballs? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Do you have any idea what I've been through for love? Public humiliation? Johnny Carson in his monologue said I was looking at 20 years, but I'd probably be more attracted to 12. Hey-o! I mean, that's an okay joke, but it hurt. And then Prison, where we only had one movie with Dabney Coleman and that kid from E.T.? Cloak and Dagger? Shut up, Liz. <laughs> I lost my house, my life, but it has all been worth it. I mean, even if I never see Frank again, it was worth it. And you call us meatballs? Elizabeth, I'm going to ask you to leave. <laughs> okay, but if you look at my internet history, I'm researching a movie about two male centaurs kissing. <laughs> I was wrong! This isn't creepy because you're dating your teacher. This is creepy because you're dating your mother. You found someone just like me because I'm the woman you really want to be with. Because you're the best. Frankie, you're the best. Sorry. Three, two, one. Frankie, Frankie, you're the the best. best. My My big big family. family. (laughs) And Phil Donahue's walking past Cinnabon and he's making eye contact with me. I can tell by a smile that I'll stay for a while and say, Pete, you're who I want to be. 
now we're back in Tracy's wise black man movie. Take one. Well, maybe I never did go to college or travel around the world, so I don't know much about worldly things like taco meat and having all your fingers. <laughs> you do take two. Lord knows some of my friends are just shrubs I put hats on and get high with. <laughs> my wife had two of the president's babies, and you're one of them. I can tell you one thing. I'm going to kill y'all in sleep. <laughs> now, I don't know nothing about literature or history, but I'll tell you what I do know. This movie was written by white nerds. Hey. Cut. Cut. <laughs> I feel like if you really wanted the... Um, Patty LuPone, I can't. You could have. I couldn't have. You had it for a second. One solitary second. One singular <laughs> sensation. <laughs> Every little step he takes. One. Broadway, stop, Patty LuPone. Put down your goddamn phone. Uh, I know. Right? The heckler, yeah. Yeah, fuck When off. she was heckling the dude who was recording. She also said Madonna was terrible in the movie of Evita. So according to the trivia from uh, the IMDB, the Internet Movie Database channel. I've heard about it. <laughs> this is the first 30 Rock episode that Liz and Jack don't interact with each other. Interesting. Liz explains that she can sense the sadness and heartbreak from eating Frank's tear-filled meatballs. This is a subtle reference to the film Like Water for Chocolate. Oh. Frank's mother refers to Liz as an older woman. Judah Friedlander, who plays Frank, is older than Tina Fey, who plays Liz. Shocking. When Jack compliments Kenneth's suit, Kenneth says it belongs to his father and shows the name tag D.B. Cooper, an airplane hijacker who on November 24th, 1971, hijacked a Northwestern air fleet between Portland and Seattle and extorted about $200,000. To this day, no one has found him or the money. Damn. Frank's trucker hats read cryptid <laughs> and be cool Liz and suplex. What's cryptid? Cryptid? It sounds like an insect body part. I love the Be Cool Liz hat. <laughs> well, you know. It wasn't enough Judah to just be saying it. Be cool. Be cool. Be cool. <laughs> so overall, what overall, do you think? Oof. I'm going to give this a 92. Really? Cryptids are animals that cryptozoologists believe may exist somewhere in the wild, but are not believed to exist by mainstream science. <laughs> <laughs> Very frank. <laughs> oh, it's an animal such as a Sasquatch or a Loch Ness monster. Oh. <laughs> the things you learn on a podcast, you can come for the funny and leave with the education. Who knew? I'm giving this episode like an 87. I know, watching this again. Yeah, I think it was 86, 87. I don't know where I came from. <laughs> we don't either. <laughs> there were a couple funny Tracy lines. You and the Sasquatch. Yeah, call me on this phone, although I just lost my phone right now. I don't crush anyone except for witches. <laughs> so next week, Jack matches wits again, wits once again, with his high school age nemesis, Kaylee Hooper. Meanwhile, Kenneth clashes with Liz in his new job at Standards and Practices, and Jenna finds her six biological children in an effort to get more publicity. Oh, bad, yeah. It's got the brunette who works where Alana works in the city. Broad the city? Broads, the city de los Broads. Um, if you'd like to ne- learn more about what being person forward means, I highly suggest you check out our other podcast, Takes All Over the Place. Nick, a person forward is someone. <laughs> we had a good time this week. We dove pretty blessed. deep into White Lotus. Mm-hmm. I think I had, I don't know, 60 tweets. Maybe 11 of them were funny. No, like 57 of we them We played were a funny. game where no one kept score, but I still managed to win. That's just so <laughs> annoying. Because like, I was the only one keeping score and she still won. <laughs> When you win, you win. Check out our Instagram, which now, thankfully, Emma has given me uh, permission to use again after 
squandering well, me away for a week. Back Silence in action. <laughs> Sequestering it? Sequestering. Thank you so much, Jenna, from a the Verger. <laughs> What's the sequel to Verger? Urban Fervor. Urban, Urban Fervor. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you'd like to hear our bonus episodes or get stuff early, you can go to our site. It's so easy. It's rickrack, jickjack, knickknack, paddywhack.com. Or patreon.com slash takes five. Oh my God, for less than pennies a day, less than Sissy Spacek asked for, not Sissy Spacek. <laughs> Sally Struthers. <laughs> it's Julia Roberts. It's Julia, Julia Rogers. Rogers. <laughs> less than Julia Rogers needs to save all the children in Ocean's Eleven. You can become one of our people. And if you give it a certain level, which is like something outrageous, like $1 million a month, Emma, maybe $3, you become a taken with us or an accountability buddy. Nick will read your name live every single Because day. I care about you. Who do you care about, Nick? I care about Dearest James, Awe-Inspiring Audrey, Peerless Pam, Pam. Beneficent Bernie, Awesome Abigail, Electric Elise, Luminous Lisa, Marvelous Mareka, Lovely Lars, Amazing Anne, Crazy Cool Cassandra, and maybe you. Have a great week, everybody. I hope you got some laughs in. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Blurg is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> we love you, Frank.